can't find one I like. It's always been you, Daddy. Welcome back to Queer Horror Cult for this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> good to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like it's been way longer than a week just because the last week has been so fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hectic week. What, what's been going on with you? Oh, finishing up school. I wrote an entire 15-page essay comparing to uh, models of psychotherapy all yesterday. Fun, fun. <laughs> Got it submitted at like 12.30, so about half an hour before the deadline. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, dog sitting. Dog sitting, of course. That's, that's been fun, as you know. <laughs> yeah, those so are just some wild pups. Your, your family's in town, too? My family's so, in town, so yeah, just a cleaning lot of the stuff house going on. <laughs> for them to uh, make a good impression on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because of which this might be a bit of a shorter episode this week, but that's also by virtue of our topic this week, <laughs> which is, you know... It's a, it's a topic. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you have a good relationship with your parents? I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, th- I think I have a good relationship with my parents. I like my parents, but, you know, that so- sometimes <laughs> that some people kind of take that a little... They take it away. They, they go in a direction with that. Yeah, that, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, I feel like... You're studying psychology. Mm. You, you probably have, have know a lot about this because, you know, <laughs> um, the founder of your field and oh, all. Oh, yes. Well, I feel like I, I read the same sort of general summary every time Freud and, like, classical psychoanalysis is brought up in a textbook or in a class or whatever. So I don't know if there's perhaps more to it than the general knowledge the, the everyone general has, list. but... Even if there is, does it really matter? It's kind of just fucked up. It's kind of weird and <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, just a and, little. You know, it's like we don't want to kink shame here, but also ah, I don't know. You They're, know, I, I feel like this kind of falls outside of those bounds. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. we are of course talking about Oedipal complexes and electric complexes. Yeah, yeah. So this is an odd choice for a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what behooved us to actually go through with this rather than just <laughs> laughing about the possibility of it. Yeah. But here we are. We watched uh, three three bops, three club bangers to do with uh, parent fucking, and we tried to take it in different directions. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call them all bops. I, one, one of them was, was, <laughs> one was of them, good. One of them slaps. But. Yeah, one of them is actually really good. Uh, the others are... Well, how about, movies. how about we talk about them in the order we watched them? Because sure. in, in my going off your reaction, <laughs> I assume that means that 
at least from your perspective, they'll just get better. Yeah, as they're we like go. ascending order of, of okay, how okay. They work. So we are talking about <laughs> interpol complexes. Which do you want to define what that is for? Our, uh... Yes, I, I guess I can go. I can go through the whole process. So in in layman's terms, it's you want to fuck your parent of the opposite sex, opposite quote unquote big scare quotes here, um, but the mechanics or logic behind it. So this is supposed to be this like unspoken desire that is below our consciousness that we are unaware of but that motivates us. I don't know it's it's dumb bullshit it, it's some some Freudian shit where yeah. he's just like yeah everyone wants to fuck their mom slash dad so it's funny not be- weird. <laughs> <laughs> because you, this assumes heterosexuality of course it does 100 yeah. because the idea is that the infant We'll see. It's or again. This is assuming so many normative things that, like, for instance, we're just going to make those that assumptions. infants will be breastfed, that girls that girls will have brothers, that so on and so forth, that both parents will be around. Anyway, so the idea is that the infant's primary attachment figure, but not just that, but in terms of like their source of pleasure, mm-hmm. is their mother's breast. And all children, or... All children. Okay, okay. Yeah. And at some point, somehow, girls transfer that to their fathers. So I'm like... They just okay. decide, so, like... So I'm like, for, for the rest of us, it's like, so do we just stay fixated on our moms? So it's like, they're really just like, I, I, I'm into that titty, but... But, but what about daddy. not that? <laughs> <laughs> but what about not that? Exactly. And... Yeah, this idea that you have this... this unrealized sexual longing for your parent of the opposite sex and that you view your parent of the same sex as a as competition right. for their affections and this idea of the primal scene in witnessing your parent's bone where if you're you have a complex and you want to bang your dad then you see them you're supposed to witness the mother as like this monstrous enveloping force that is hurting his penis <laughs> or something <laughs> whereas if you're a boy and you want your mom then you see your dad and you're like he's hurting her he's stabbing her <laughs> yeah, i know I, like it's impossible to talk about this without just being like oh, it's God. the stupidest thing <laughs> it's not the stupidest thing though because it's science right apparently. yeah no okay no, so yeah. what is our first travesty of the day that we uh sat through it will it was burial ground the knights of terror this is a cult movie if there ever was a cult movie but um, not i think it's hilarious <laughs> i think it's hilarious and i go to bat for I mean, experiencing this movie but yeah, i say I, experience instead of enjoy very yeah yeah i was gonna say i think i can think of other experiences that I reflect on more fondly. more positively. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is an experience. It is a very cheap film. It, it comes across <laughs> yeah. this way, and that's a nice way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, that just feels like it's trying to be Fulci zombie mm-hmm. and mix that with I don't know. There's some villa. Like okay, so Night of the Living Dead ish. Yeah, which you know, like every zombie movie is. Yeah. A post Night of the Living Dead is ripping off. This is um, true. So we've got this villa, and there's this dude out there studying Etruscan funerary rites or, or tombs. Something like that, And yeah. zombies show up. They just come to life, and they attack him. And soon, a whole bunch of his friends who look like a bunch of mods and swingers rock <laughs> up, and it's like, hey, we want to hang out with our professor friend, but he's nowhere to be found. Let's just lounge around his villa. And then the zombies attack. 
that's the extent of the plot of this film. Except the, the one couple, they have their fucked up son. Oh, their, their son. small adult son. Their small adult son. This is, this is played by Peter Bark <laughs> of cult movie infamy. Because my understanding is they got a, um, a dwarf actor, like a small actor who's like 30 to play a child and that and he's like a like a child's height but nothing else about him looks like a child yeah the simulacrum is like so fucked up there it's so fucked it's like this kind of thing where they play it off like yeah this is a kid mama mama and it doesn't work it doesn't at all that kind of adds to the horror in a way and i'm not saying it's a horror because he's a, a, no, a, a no. small actor or anything like that. No, the horror is from, it's like, they play him like a kid. Like, he's running around going, Mama, Mama, tuck me in, I'm in my pajamas, and also let's bone down. Yeah, he, at one point, what does he say? It's like, Mama, I give me your breast again, like when I was a baby. Like, it, it's so gross! <laughs> but it's like, funny that you mentioned the primal scene, because there's that scene when yeah, his mom yeah. and either dad or stepdad, I don't remember, just boning down, and you see the door start opening, and this music plays, like, dun dun and as the doors open, and it's being all tense, you see the shadow creeping up, and it takes fucking forever it for the door to open. It takes fucking ever, And then yes. when it opens, it's this kid, it's worse than a zombie, it's this creepy wide-eyed kid, just being like, mama, mama, and then he just, like, nuzzles her breasts for a while, and it's yeah. gross Yeah, it's... And throughout the whole movie, when he runs into his mother's arms, he's always just, like, smushing his face first. in her tits, and it's just like, this is face so first. uncomfortable and gross, and, like, ugh. <laughs> it, is, it is a wild Yeah, ride. it's just... That's the real horror of the movie, is that whole thing happening there. I love the I love the zombies in this. <laughs> the zombies look fucking tragic. Yeah, they look they look like almost like they're wearing like proto slipknot masks. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> I don't know which member of Slipknot, but if you if you saw them you'd probably be you like, Oh yeah, it's it. that guy. <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> um it looks like they're doing the zombie, Fulci zombie flower pot, like decayed, desiccated corpse thing, but not well, it looks mm-hmm. like they sculpted a face out of clay, and then rather than finish it or lacquer it or anything, just let it kind of dry and crack in the sun, and then like that, it's good enough. Yeah. And then there's that one zombie whose teeth are like pointing outward like a proboscis almost, <laughs> and uh, what I think I said, they look like Rose from Christine yeah. McConnell's show, like the Rose of Zombies with the weird misaligned underbite. <laughs> it was pretty gold. Yeah. No, and anything that resembles Rose, it's okay in my books. So. Yeah. The hero we deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, is there much else to say about this film? Uh, the mom is weird too. Like, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but spoil away. Oh. We're gonna have spoilers for Burial Ground this episode. <laughs> so um, she rejects his advance of like grabbing her breasts and putting his hands on her thighs and stuff oh he tries to feel up her he does and he's like mother just like when i was a baby it's like you didn't do this when you were a baby i hope it's like fucking just came out this size and just sort of like reaching her yeah anyway (laughs) and uh eventually he is killed by a zombie yeah gets his arm eaten off (laughs) and then he's dead and yeah and that's something with this movie is not everybody who's killed by the zombies comes back as a zombie some of the people do and some and some of them don't and that's or if they do, they just kind of fuck off and do their own thing. Because I don't follow, I don't get like the logic of like the contagion, or they just went with it and were like, "Fuck, fuck you guys!" If you think too hard about this. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's dead, and she's mourning 
really excessively. My baby, my baby. And my small adult son. My small adult son. And um, when, towards the end, when he comes back, he uh, come back to, comes back to life as, as an undead zombie boy. Wearing the exact same expression. Wearing, yeah, the exact same, just dead expression. Dead-eyed expression. Like one of those sickly Victorian children. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's a great way of describing him. Um, she sees, and they're like, no, no, it's, it's, it's not him. Like, don't. And she's like, oh, my son, my son. And then she like whips out her boob and is like, just like when you're a baby. And she like puts it she in puts his it mouth. She puts it in his mouth and he fucking like bites it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's such a mess. Oh, my favorite thing is when he like finds some rag and smells it. It's like, it smells like death. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I smell death. I smell death. <laughs> They're weird, like voiceover. Oh fuck! Italian. This is bullshit. a wild movie. The soundtrack sounds like it's going for sort of a zombie Fulci synth score, with like the left hand, and then the right <laughs> hand was just like sort of gliding up and down the keys right. over and over again. It's like he was trying to play the keyboard while jerking off. Yeah. It was. It was an interesting yeah. oral experience. It was uh, symphonic. <laughs> Um, and yeah, if you couldn't tell, we do have a bit of a split and an agreement on this. We both agree it's, it's a bad movie, <laughs> but I kind of love it for that. And I get the impression you don't. I, I, at this point I don't. That's maybe, fair Maybe enough. with some distance from it, I'll appreciate it a little more. I, I'm not gonna it's, hold my breath, it's not like you never know. It doesn't have the cult greatness of some other so bad they're good movies. It doesn't, that's for sure. But it is one of those ones that... There was a reason I was excited to show it to you <laughs> in all its bad shit. What the Christ am I watching, Glory? Fair enough. Yeah. So that was Burial Ground, mm. the Knights of Terror, or as it says in the end credits, the Nahets of mm. Terror, because they typed right. it wrong. The, yep. the end credits scroll misspells the title of the movie. <laughs> it must misspells a few things, because they have like a, like a quotation there from like a... Scroll, uh, some burial shit, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, it tries to be profound, but there are typos, it's just riddled with them. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! So that is the, uh, Peter Bark opus magnum, I guess. Ah, uh, so, moving on from that, mm. we went right into another video nasty. We, we did. Uh, trying to watch some of those. We watched a movie that definitely does not live up to its many titles. No, um, it doesn't, any of them, really. That it, I know of it. I believe it was based on a book called Night Warning, and it was released as Night Warning in the UK where it was banned, maybe, I think. Night, night, night warning, warning somewhere. Is... And it's like, some of the movie takes place at night, sure. and you should probably heed warning that some weird shit's happening, but that's okay. But then there's another version, Nightmare Maker, <laughs> which nightmares don't really play much into it. They don't. And more to the point, that is the truncated version of the full title. <laughs> Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. There's no bakers in this. There's there are no butchers. There's well, only a butcher I guess in a, the a like butcher, murder sense. Yeah, but it, as in the like classical sense of like animal carcasses, it's, there's no butcher. Yeah. So and I don't really see the allusion to the whole butcher baker candlestick maker mm -hmm. thing. Like it's just a title that's there, and it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, this movie 
this was a wild ride because this is one homophobic movie. Oh like this is God, one of the most yeah. homophobic fucking movies I've ever like seen. Explicitly in your face. And like it plays it up that yeah, it's meant to be homophobia. It's not so much that it's saying like this is a great guy who's spewing this shit, but it's so constant from so many angles that it's yeah. like, wait, what message am I supposed to be taking from this fucking movie? Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh. Um to sort of get the gist of the plot going. Then this kid, when he's a little baby toddler, his parents die in a car wreck. And so he has to be raised by his aunt. And she does that until he hits the tender age of 17. Mm. He's going to be an adult soon. He's going to go away to college and all that. And his aunt just wants to fuck the shit out of him. So this is like reverse Oedipus complex. It's coming <laughs> from the mother figure yeah. wanting to bone zone with the, the child. It's really fucked up and creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. One day, the kid is coming home, and he witnesses uh, his aunt being attacked by this dude, this repairman. What had happened is she tries to get down with the repairman. He's like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to do that. She needs a man. And then um, after a while, he's like, all right, suck my dick then. And she's like, ew, you're being kind of gross. And so he gets predatory. So, like, he is a piece of shit. But I think at that point, he's like, yeah, fuck you, and is, like, walking away. Yeah, he's leaving, and she stabs him to death. And the kid witnesses this, and he's dragged to the investigation where there's this fucking cop, uh, played by Bose Venson, who just thinks he did it, and thinks the reason the kid did it is because he's gay. He uses yeah, lovers quarrel or some yeah, shit. Yeah, he uses like, less nice words, and the whole yeah. defense that the kid's working up is trying to prove how not gay he is. Like he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, detectives, I fucked my girlfriend. See, see, I'm not gay. I'm not gay." Yeah. And it's just like that's the fucking movie. Is they're talking about it's like, "Huh, this guy's gay, so he must be a degenerate, and he must be the murderer because he's gay. Look how gay he is. Can you prove that he's gay? Sure. Look at his gay face. This is a gay kid with gay friends in a gay town <laughs> doing gay shit, and that is the fucking movie. And it's it is, so. Yeah. Weird. And so it's like, so, ugh, yeah, it's like, he's gay, or, uh, it, yeah, there's this weird, like, he's he's caught between two really weird places where it's like, either he's a homo, or he can fuck his aunt, like, he's straight, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it's wild, it's, um, yeah, like, right off the bat, when the guy, the cop, the detective shows up to question the aunt, oh, and that's another great thing, is she oh, yes. she's, she's claims that he tried to rape her, and it, the entire time, the detective is just like, man, that couldn't have happened, he didn't even get his dick out yet, and, like, it's just, like, those kind of defenses, and it's fucking gross. You're not hurt enough, looking. Yeah, it's like, you don't have and... enough bruises, clearly this wasn't a, a, a rape or anything like that, like, an attempt, it's just fucking gross rhetoric and then he immediately goes up to her and is like so are you like a lesbian are you a dyke and she's like no how disgusting and that is the tip but your, of your the son guys your, your son nephew's a homo and he fucking finds out that the gym coach is gay because he was lovers with the murdered man yeah and so his this is the, the, his, the, the detective's man. immediate strategy is to blackmail and threaten the coach into quitting his job so he cannot be a gay dude in the community anymore. And it's just like, this is seen as fucking fine. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't even commented on in any particular way other than, it sucks I lost my job, oh well. Yeah, I mean, you have the the kid who... The kid's bummed, but he's more bummed because he liked the coach. Yeah, and and he's bummed, he's like... And yeah, he's not bummed, he's fired, he's bummed that there's this rumor that he's gay. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. That's horrible, like... 
you're not gay. It's ridiculous. And the guy and the coach is just like, oh, well, it is what it is. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he, yeah. It's, like it's homophobic. Is that misplaced? Like, and we, we've yeah. got a, a young Bill Paxton in this fucking movie um, as the bully who just throws the homophobic slurs at the main gate. He's like his rival in the basketball right. games. And it's hilarious seeing this guy in such a, a young role here, but uh, he, he goes on to be in Aliens and like mm-hmm. Terminator and Near Dark and stuff. Um, but, you know, he just, the, I think one of his first lines is to just like call the kid a fag. Right. And it's like, that's great. That's what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but all this homophobia aside, there's this obsession from the ant on the kid where it's just like, you can't leave me. You can't leave. You're going to stay here. In fact, I'm going to do up a secret bedroom in the attic for you that is filled with your childhood toys, and you will be here forever, and I'll tuck you in every night. And by the way, I'm going to roofie your milk constantly. Yeah, I'm going to sabotage your life so you can't leave. I'm going to implicate you in the murder investigation and also, and yeah, roof your milk so you fuck up your, uh, get your basketball game. And you're just going to be passed out in bed all the time while I have to take care of you in creepy, weird, shirtless ways. And And I'm going to barge into the bathroom when you got your dick out and you're about (laughs) to get in the shower and I'm just going to like have a combo with you while doing that awkward, like staring down your nose. It's like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. (laughs) And it's like, you're very much looking. It's gross. Yeah. Um, no, she's she's gross. So this movie was almost grosser for the homophobia than it was for the weird like family relations. <laughs> but it was just there was this kind of skeeve level throughout. Yeah. Um, as far as it being a video nasty ghost, why was this banned? Because I would like to think it was banned for the rampant homophobia. <laughs> you know it or wasn't. Or something, but you know it wasn't. It was just like it gets kind of bloody, I guess, towards the end. Like the climax has some bloody moments, but. Yeah. why this was a, ended up on the list I mean I know that there was no rhyme or reason sometimes it's like if someone complained about it they would just ban these movies because it was a moral panic them, yeah. um, if you're someone who's wants to see some of those wants to see controversial cinema and all that watch it if you're completionist but this is not it this is not mm. a movie that you're going to be scandalized by other than how fucking homophobic <laughs> it is um, yeah. what did you think of this one um, it didn't make me as, like, viscerally uncomfortable as the, <laughs> the last one. As Barrow Ground, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know, I still thought it was kind of, like, like it, was, it, it was a movie. It was, uh-huh. I don't know, it got kind of weirdly convoluted, again, yeah. not to spoil anything, but just, like, it's like, oh. It's okay. probably one of my lesser favorite of yeah. the video nasty movies. Um, it's less memorable. Yeah, it's just, there's nothing, like, at least, at least Burial Ground is memorable. Yeah, you will not forget yeah, that. Yeah, whereas this one, it's pretty forgettable. Yeah, it, uh, it does have a great, like, precursor to Final Destination to log mm. through the windshield mm-hmm. scene. Uh, I thought That's that was right. a pretty great dummy shot of the log just <laughs> mashing that dude's face. That's true. Um, but it was just kind of... It was a movie. It was a movie. Like, uh-huh. I don't regret watching it. Um, that I wouldn't necessarily revisit it anytime. Yeah, soon. yeah. It's, <laughs> especially given how much stuff we do have to watch or want to yeah. revision, revisit, why would we? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that does take us to our third movie, which was <laughs> a treat. It was a, I thought Actually it was a treasure. Great. I was worried given that, because we watched these three sort of in a row, not like in one sitting, mm-hmm. but, you know, three days in a row pretty much, we watched them. 
And so the last two had kind of gone over as like lead balloons with you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I apologize if this is another clonker. And then it wasn't. Uh, what did we watch? Julie Darling. Yeah, Julie Darling. Um, it, well, we say it's not a clonker, but you should have a listen here to uh, what the... Julie herself. <laughs> Julie herself has it. This is the intro on the uh, Code Red Blu-ray or DVD. Hi, I'm Isabel Mejias, and I'm in the movie Julie Darling. And if you really have nothing better to do for the next two hours, then go ahead and uh, watch Julie Darling. But only if you really have nothing better to do. Yeah, so <laughs> she thinks less kindly of this movie yeah. compared to us. Uh, but no, I thought that this was a twisted gem. It gave me... Mm -hmm. It's one of those like nice, sleazy 70s thrillers. Yeah, kind of it was, that's a good way of putting it. It was, uh, wow, yeah, so mix it up, we figured let's get some Electra Complex in there, too. Mm -hmm. And that's what we got here with Julie. She is in love with her dad, who is Peter Neal from Tenebre. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, I didn't realize that when we were going, and I'd seen this before. I think I'd seen it at least once before, maybe twice, probably just once. Um, didn't and make the I, I didn't make the connection, but then I saw him like, this, this dude looks familiar, this dude looks familiar, and... You're like, Peter Neal, and I was like, why, why do I know that name again? He's like, from Tenebrae. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, it's him. Yeah, so do you want to maybe go over the plot or, like, the setup to this movie? Yeah, um, well, in the beginning, you know, Julie is the apple of her daddy's eye. and Daddy. Daddy, yes, daddy all the time. He's, he is wrapped around her little finger, and um, you very quickly learn that she kind of hates her mom and it is that very it's that very sort of classic i guess electric complex thing yeah, like, where her, her mom is a competitor for her yes. dad's affection yeah it's very competitive it's very yeah and and even the mom will be will i mean not that they're they're having marital disharmony yeah but even then um you know he'll, he'll she looks as, at her daughter julie as part of the problem i guess the she does, yeah and, and and as competition like um if, if the dad stands up for her she's like you side with her like it's, it is yeah. a very much set up as a competitive thing which i mean it's two female characters so of course they're gonna yeah. up the competition aspect because of course they are um and yeah she will kind of go out of her way to torment her mom mm -hmm. i guess and yeah she yeah, has that, that snake, snake and her mom hates snakes but she has the snake and she also torments her friend <laughs> uh, by being like, hey, I'm gonna feed it. Pulls out the biggest fucking rat and in just the world. holding it by its tail, and this thing is like flopping Dancing, around, man. and like I would be, I couldn't do that. I would be that was such screaming. I always thought that was a bit of such a queer moment. She's total tomboy. That's out true. There, yes, and she's got this rat, and it's like the yeah, because because as as she does this, because like, the girl is telling like Julie, so and so, he has a crush. He yeah. he, told, he told his friend who told my friend who told me that he has a crush on you, and oh my god, are you gonna go out with him? And then she's like. Let's feed the snake. And she's like, I don't care about boys. I want to feed the snake this Yeah, and she's like, why would... And yeah, this, this idea is like, oh my god, this this, yeah, like, this eligible bachelor teen. I think she even questions to, her. Is yeah. like, why wouldn't you care? And she's, she's like, just I, like, yeah, why, would, why wouldn't you go out? Like, I would if, if he liked... I wish he liked me. And she's like, I'm going to feed the snake. <laughs> and it's this fun little queer diversion until you realize that part of why she wouldn't is because of daddy. Yes, exactly. And that's where it gets kind of Ooh, yeah. a little hot under the collar in an uncomfortable way. Yeah, you know, like sweating profusely as a precursor to a heart attack. Like a, <laughs> not in a horny way. <laughs> well, not for us. Mm -hmm. um, Speaking of horny ways, oh my, okay. So they, 
I wasn't sure how old she was supposed to be. You said on the case it says sweet, she's sweet 16. Sweet 16, yeah. yeah. So the way she's dressed up, because they they have her in a very, she's very covered, she's very modest, and like the, with the whole daddy, daddy, like she seemed really young to me. Like I thought she was supposed to be like, like, you like that, somewhere between like 12. You seem like they cast like a slightly older actor playing like playing that a young, young. Yeah. Like, like I, I figured I was like, well, she might be 18, but you know, I, I thought that she, I got the impression that she was much more juvenile than she actually, yeah. and I guess and she is in personality, yeah. but not in age. Yeah. So yeah, I thought she was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. Like, no. And, um, then yes, we get when when she has her her witnessing this yeah the primal this primal scene. scene with um her I guess stepmother to be mm-hmm. played by uh, Sybil Danner yeah um then not also <laughs> she's upset but then it flashes to this like image where it now and Peter Neal instead of <laughs> instead of making out with and banging his like mistress turned new wife he's doing that with Julie and I, oh, I just like shouted such an uncomfortable oh moment. my god and, and I completely spaced that that was in there I, I was like no she can't I was like she's like 12 and Lori's like no she's like well I mean you know uh, the actress is 18 at least clearly because you can see her boobs but um Lori's like uh no I think she's supposed to be older and I was like she's a child <laughs> like she's a literal child Definitely accent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was, I was scandalized. I know. Yeah, I, I, I think I literally shouted when yeah. <laughs> I saw it. That was fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. Oh lord. But then yeah, you get this. Um, Julie is a very interesting character because as as you mentioned with this uh, sort of like diverting the conversation from who she, you know, this this guy that she should date to like this. Grow, you know, gross out kind of moment, I guess, or at least it it would be for most, I guess, traditional girly girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of sets her up against that. Um, but she's also incredibly conniving, and oh my goodness, like yeah. she will manipulative, and like she's she's sly. Yeah, yeah, she she's a shyster. That one, and I love that. Uh... Which is kind of great because you don't see that very, like you you get this very I don't know usually the extent you see of like teen girls being like that is like like Mean Girls yeah and stuff where where it, oh my it, god is she an early dirtbag <laughs> she she yeah yeah totally because like she's she's like next level she is it's not it it feels just so much deeper and so much more like pathological almost yeah, yeah so it's it's. It, it's kind of great. It's like, yeah, she, oh, she totally is like an early er, Okay, to, to set up the switch in the, the parentage, um, early on in the movie, right. what happens is uh, her she is having a fight with her mom, and she goes upstairs and slaps on some headphones and blasting classical music. Um, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the grocery delivery dude shows up, the sketchy as fuck guy, mm. who, oh god, how did you describe him? You described him as Benedict Cumberbatch if his face was normal? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, those were God. my exact words. Yeah, he's Benedict Cumberbatch meets. I think he also said meets um, Aaron Hotchner from Criminal Minds. But there was somebody else in it too. It was like a three-way. Yeah, three-way um, gangbang dude. kind of thing. Yeah, I can't remember who the third one was. I have to see his face again. Three-way dude stew. That's yeah. what made this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, you got it. Yeah, so he rolls up, 
and he's being a gross piece of shit, and he's just like, "Oh, you women, always such teases." And then, because well, yeah, you get you get this. They, they sort of have these like flirtatious, the flirtatious moments, right? But then he takes that to like, "I'm gonna grab you by the throat and try to fuck you," and it's it's it's. And which he somehow doesn't like that. What it's just, he he loses his shit at how they're all such teasers. Then he essentially is going to rape her. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's assault. He's, assault. Yeah, he's like chasing around the um, house, like. Yeah, he's going to assault yeah, her. Yeah, she's screaming for Julie, who we know can't hear her at first because she's got the headphones on. But Julie pops them off and hears the screams. So what do we do? We get this nice jump cut to her loading this huge fuck-off rifle. Because we see her earlier hunting with her daddy. Yeah, we see her, her hunting with her daddy. Yeah. Um, and so she goes out this rifle ready to fucking blow this dude away, and it's this great moment. But then as he's watching the dude, like, strangling his mom, her, her mom, mom yeah. who she hates, she, like, doesn't bother pulling yeah, the she's trigger like, oh. she just kind of watches like this could happen yeah and then the dude hits the mom's head into the ground and kills her and like fucks accidentally off. yeah i don't think but, he meant to kill her yeah. but i mean he did he was fully intending to it would be her. like second degree homicide or yeah. like manslaughter it's like either way piece of shit he um, was there to hurt her uh julie kind of freaks out at the realization like she kind of like loses it when she realizes like oh god mom's dead i didn't do anything but she doesn't seem that broken up about it either mm-hmm. um cue the dad the winner of a daddy who his mistress this whole time i guess for the just last like, three years or whatever yeah. like, oh i may as well get married now that my wife's out of the picture you and, gotta come you and your son gotta come meet julie and julie does not like this change oh, uh, she is mad yeah she is ready for, oh yeah one of the things she hates about uh her mom is that her mom wants to send julie to steps uh, to boarding, boarding school yeah. and it's like separate me from my daddy mm-hmm. um daddy you have to protect me so that's the struggle now is that she was sort of implicated in the mom being taken out of the picture and now there's a stepmom stepping up to uh take who just take the swooped place. right in to take daddy and it's just like that shit will not stand this will not fly so she does some of the i don't really want to spoil it because i think the less you know the better on like her plot yeah but it is conniving yeah she's 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 pretty fucking machiavellian yeah definitely yeah. um <laughs> and also sort of has that like she has zero empathy like the people that None. she just kind of like Oh, you'll work as a cog in my plan, so you can get fucked over. That's cool with me. Yeah, this is fine. It's pretty fine wild. Fine and normal, and yes. This is a bit of a harder movie to find. Uh, Code Red put it out on DVD, and then it was out on Blu-ray. Um, Diabolic DVD might have it. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, I either got it from there or Screen Archives when I got it, but it, I, I think it's out of print. Mm. Either way, if you can find a copy, it's fucking worth watching. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a good wild fun. ride. <laughs> um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to say on Julie Darling? Um, I'm just trying to figure like what is so different about that versus Burial Ground that I found Burial Ground so much more objectionable and skin crawling. Well, I think the one moment in this was pretty skin crawling. Like it was probably it was, but it didn't like taint the rest of the movie for me. In some weird way. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so I'm like, I what? Think, I think the most objectionable moment here? probably to do with, like, you know, parent fucking was in Julie Darling. Mm-hmm. I thought that little flash was, like, fucked up. Yeah. But you're right. It didn't kind of... Maybe because in Burial Ground, he's actually, like, physically... True, this was very much constructed as this, fantasy. This, yeah, this was 100% heart. in her imagination, so there's no... She's not... Where's the... Cr- she's, she's pushing, you know, obviously, like, ethical boundaries yeah. and stuff like that, but as far as, like, the physical, personal boundaries of another human being, she is not violating. 
Yeah, it's um. Whereas all of the gross edible shit in um, Burial Ground and Nightmare Maker were literal events in the movie. Yeah, like I'm gonna stick my hand up your skirt and grab yeah. your boob and be creepy about. Not that there's yeah. like not a way to not be creepy about it when it's not in, like a consensual. No, I'm gonna do it in a normal, not <laughs> in creepy a normal, way. Not creepy way. In a normal yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, it would still be creepy even if it wasn't her son. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, yeah. So maybe maybe that's why. But I just thought it was well constructed. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed it. It mm-hmm. kept me glued, and uh... yeah, that was the one I was. Or, um, sorry, Julie Darling was definitely the one I was most invested in. Yeah, as far yeah. as like, what's gonna happen next? Like, holy shit! No, it, like I said, it had that sort of like seventies thriller thing going with that nice uh, sheen of sleaze Absolutely. over it, and I think that's what really. It kind of made me think of the sort of thing that would play in those 42nd Street theaters. Absolutely. It was a total exploitation, yeah. low, low budget, low rent, but, you know, earnestly done. Like, it wasn't winking at the camera, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just so cheap that it fell apart or anything like that. Yeah. It wasn't uh, overexerting its idea. It worked. It was a, it yeah. was a small movie, and it worked as a small movie. Like, it yeah. worked really and well. I guess it, it kind of advertised, well, and now knowing that it says she's sweet 16 and kind of sets her up as that, like, ingenue, like, mm-hmm. but then it turns out she's the predator. Yeah. Which is, in- interestingly, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I want to call it subversive, much. but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's rather fun. than just being coded as, like, she's a sweet 16, so she's prey. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, she's a, she, a virginal sweet 16. Let's watch her get fucked up. Yeah, like, no, no. She no she's doing the, the fucking up. <laughs> she is the driving force in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I think that is probably why it's so refreshing and yeah. cool. Um, it's sort of got that sort of the bad seed, you know, evil mm-hmm. kid vibe going to it. But not in a way that's sort of de- demonic or paranormal. Yeah, like, it's just, it, she just, it's just the way she is. <laughs> yeah, she's just wired this way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it's that dirtbag diva appeal. That's what yeah. we're, we're <laughs> edging towards on it. Anything else you want to say on this one? Or? No, I think, I think we covered it all. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> this has been a breeze of an episode, but... Yeah. I think this topic kind of suited itself. That's sort of why we timed it up now because we knew both our lives were going to be in, like Hectic ridiculously messes. busy right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why don't we move on to our recommendations? Okay. We didn't start with recommendations because we didn't do any last week. Yeah. Uh, trying to play catch up and all that, but we feel now that we're on Christmas break, it's time to get yes, back into officially it. Officially, as of today. So do you want to go first with your recommendation? Sure. Okay. What do you What do you recommend? A wonderful Australian movie. It's Australian, right? I know the people in it are Australian. It It takes place in Australia. The Loved Ones. Mm -hmm. Love that movie. Keeping up with the electric conflict scene. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And possibly with the quote we used at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, possibly. (laughs) We'll have to see if that's the one we end up going with. Yeah, but oh my goodness, what a a treat this Mm -hmm. movie is. It's it's excellent. And it's funny because the electric stuff isn't always there but like it, it's, it's not it's not as blatant yeah, that, yeah it's not as blatant as julie darling but i don't i found myself expecting it mm-hmm. like the revelation yeah so i remember picking this one up like as a blind buy and watching it and i think i got 20 minutes in before i stopped it in college and said okay i'm watching this movie we have to watch, we have to watch yeah. it together i'm stopping like, and we're watching it together <laughs> so we could specifically watch it together because yeah. like it took it didn't take long for me to realize this is exactly the kind of movie you'd love to see. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, I, we've only watched it the once. I'm yeah, looking so forward to revisiting this. Yeah, this will be a good one. It's very funny. It very is. Very dark. Yeah. Dark, like, like dark, 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 dark humor, yeah. but it's hilarious. It, 
And there is a song in there that just gets stuck <laughs> in your brain. It's an it earworm, but like you. the worst one. The worst kind of earworm. It will haunt your days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great, great choice. I'm very excited to watch this again. And Thank if you. you have not seen it or not even heard of it somehow, fucking watch it. Yeah, it's the great. loved ones. I, if I remember correctly, the dude who did this movie went on to do The Devil's Candy, which was a oh, little more yeah, well, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, a little more well known here. So. Yeah, yeah, no, Devil's Candy is great too. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, if we get around to doing like a heavy metal horror or something, we'll That's do Devil's dumb. Candy. Devil's Candy, Mendy, and oh fuck, okay, where's well, the third? I think we're gonna have to do a heavy metal horror. We kind will. Of thing. Somebody suggest a, th- a third one to go over, and we will we will make this episode yeah, Devil's reality. Candy, Mandy, and if it rhymes with those, Candy, Mandy. Uh, yeah, I, I won't. I'll have my fingers crossed that we'll find another uh, another rhyming title. Yeah. But I, if it doesn't rhyme, that's okay. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'll be able to live with that. All right, my recommendation to you is a bit odd in that it's not a movie; it is actually an episode of a TV show. I am recommending. Uh, the episode Home from season four of the X Files. Oh, that is a <laughs> oof, oof. That yeah, that was like one of the few episodes to be banned from being rerun on right. TV. That's no surprise. It is grim. It is dark. It's very disturbing, and it's, it's also very great. incestuous. <laughs> it's got sort of a Hills's eyes meets Sigmund Freud kind of quality <laughs> <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> Yeah. Sigmund Freud's The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Whatever The Hills Have Eyes is in German. That's it. My German's not good enough oh, at all. I know like five words. Yeah. <laughs> but that is my recommendation. It's been okay. a while for you, hasn't it? It has. And I, I feel like I've, I'm pretty sure I've only seen every episode of The X-Files once with the exception of maybe like the odd episode here or there. Oh, dinger. Yeah, wow. no, that's one I need to watch through again for sure. It's been... I think we were doing that in like 2014, it's so it's been a while. Yeah. Holy shit, this is a long time ago. Yeah. Jesus. Where does the time go? God. Yeah, I gotta revisit that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm always down. Mm-hmm. Samesies. So those are our recommendations, I guess, the loved ones and the X-Files episode Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you can think of any great universe complex fucking <laughs> movies, uh, tweet at us about them. I, I can't say we're too stoked to watch them, but... Woo. The more you know, you know? Yeah, big old more you no, know. I'm just like, is, is there like an Oedipus movie? Oh, movie? shit. <laughs> Other than the superhero movie Electra. Yeah, no, I mean Electra insofar <laughs> like as... Like the complex. Yeah, the... Yeah, well, because with... Well, I, I don't know. I think everybody kind of is familiar with the story of Oedipus, where this... It's... It, in my head, part of me is like, it's biblical. I'm like, no, that's the one with, like, the dude who, like, the, the, who fucks his daughters. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since I've been in Catholic school and was aware of this thing. It was on my preview. Um, Oedipus, he, something happens where there's some, like, he, identities get fucked up. And, and he goes, like, he kills his dad and fucks his mom and then realizes what he did after. And it's like, oh. Does he, like, put his eyes out or something? I don't, I don't know. Out. Yeah, I'm a really bad classics student. Um, very, very good. Yeah, and Electra, she, if I remember correctly, she hated. I think she hated her mom. I can't remember if she plotted to have her killed, but she also she mourned her her dead father for in an inappropriate amount of time. So that's oh. why, she, yeah, like it was just it was too much. So she was just so, really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was probably, like, 
under like I said, I haven't read this shit. Um, so there's, there might have been some like underlying sort of like implied stuff potentially. I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, uh, but I guess Oedipus was chosen probably specifically because he did this like not realizing it was his mom yeah. until after the fact, and with Freud being like, yes, it's an it's it's a it's this underlying desire we have that is below our psyche below our consciousness love how it's like there's no way he could have known it was his mom therefore his psyche made him do it yeah. <laughs> or therefore this explains human uh, functioning <laughs> oh christ well i can <laughs> say with much certainty that i guess this week we did take it easy and keep it sleazy yeah and yeah we, we did we did hope we ever. you do too yeah See you next week. Maybe maybe with less incest, but I mean, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs>